Welcome to Advent Sermons and Conversations podcast. This is the sermon half. The sermon was given by Pastor Danielle Miller on Palm Sunday, April 14th, 2019. You can find the readings for this week in the podcast description. Greetings in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. It was Palm Sunday, but because of a sore throat, five-year-old Sammy stayed home from church with a babysitter. When the family returned home, they were carrying several palm fronds, and Sammy inquired as to what they were for. People held them over Jesus' head as he walked by, his father responded. Wouldn't you just know it, Sammy complained. The one Sunday I don't go and he shows up. Palm Sunday is about showing up. All around the country, churches are gathering with people waving palms. It's a busy season, the beginning of a busy week. There's something about it, something intriguing, that I like to believe is more than just the free leafy giveaway. And maybe, maybe it's because Palm Sunday shines light on a simple truth we all so desperately need. No matter where we are in our journey, what we really believe about Jesus, it's the day we celebrate him simply showing up. I mean, Jesus shows up all the time in the least likely places in the most unexpected ways, refusing to shame prostitutes, calling out the religious elite, feeding hungry people living on the margins, hanging out with the taxman. Sorry, accountants, it was a long time ago. I'm sure you're good now. In fact, Jesus' ministry is all about showing up. But Palm Sunday seems different because... That's simply what it is, Jesus showing up, riding into Jerusalem on a colt, again choosing the unexpected and standing with the marginalized. And it's the big kind of showing up too. He's riding into certain imprisonment, torture, death. It's not like the whole arrest thing comes as a surprise. The elite that he's called out, they've been plotting his death for a long time. I mean, you can only rouse so many rabble before the Pax Romana, the great Roman peace, will take you out. But Jesus shows up anyway. Any other sane individual would book it on the nearest camel for parts unknown, but not Jesus. And so his showing up, the simplicity of it, suddenly becomes unfathomable. It's like when you see the person in the movie go investigate the noise and all you want to do is scream to them and say, no, don't go that way. We know what's there. You know what's waiting for them, but they go anyway. Jesus goes anyway. And why? What could be so important that he's willing to die for it? Now, have you noticed there are no hosannas in Luke? Not one. I'll give you a minute to scan the reading if you don't believe me. We find hosannas on the lips of crowds gathered in Matthew, Mark, John, but Luke, Luke doesn't have time for anyone else's agenda. He has a statement to make. Hosannas are not needed because Jesus already knows. God already knows even before a word is said. The people do not need to cry out for help because help has arrived. Jesus shows up. Luke writes that the whole multitude of disciples, 
Upon seeing Jesus, praise God joyfully with a loud voice for all the deeds of power that they have seen. Blessed is the King who comes in the name of the Lord. Peace in heaven and glory in the highest heaven. If it sounds familiar, it should. A different multitude, this time of the heavenly variety, sang foretelling of these words on a different hill on a starlit night, announcing the presence of God in the world through the birth of a tiny baby boy. Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth, peace among those whom he favors. The heavens proclaim the glory of God in the reign of the Prince of Peace, and 30 plus years later, so do a multitude of everyday ordinary disciples. From the beginning to the end, the power of Jesus' presence on earth cannot be denied. And that is why the people can only sing praises. That is why they do not have to ask, because Jesus has already walked with them. He knows. He knows. The people at the side of the road, they didn't have it easy. They knew enough of death and destruction to know what salvation looks like. And on that day, salvation looks like a man riding on a colt. They saw a glimmer of hope in this Jesus, even among the most skeptical gathered. They could no longer deny it. He had only days before raised Lazarus from the dead. This was a man who could bring salvation even to those rotted in the grave. And so they shout. They witness to what God has done. They point to the salvation of creation, and they must have caused quite a stir because the Pharisees then show up, making their final appearance in Luke. Annoyed with this Jesus who has added too much fuel to smoldering embers that are already too likely to burst into flames. Teacher, order your disciples to stop, they demand. And Jesus answered, I tell you, if these were silent, the stones would shout out. Even the stones bear the message imprinted with the glory of God, testifying to the holy, to the king who comes in the name of the Lord, to peace. There is nowhere, nowhere to hide from the glory of God, from the mouths of angels in the highest heavens, to the multitude of weary travelers and hopeful disciples at the side of the road, to the very foundations of the earth, the fingerprints of God's glory and God's ultimate redemptive dream for all of creation will not be denied. There are no hosannas in Luke, no shouts of save us from the rebels, the believers, the rabble-rousers, the hurting, the bystanders. No, this is not about a single plea. This is about a collective yearning, a groaning, a seeking, a need for salvation for redemption. This is about the fundamental architecture of creation, a creation that is bursting with songs of praise from heaven to earth and back again because that is what, what creation was created to be, witness to the redemptive and creative work of God. That is what Jesus stands witness to, the redemptive and creative work of God. He did not look out and see only the faces of those long ago Jews and Gentiles lining the street. 
And Jesus showed up. He saw the young woman pregnant and alone living hand to mouth on the streets of New York. He saw the refugee who feels invisible. He saw the woman in the crowd who has never felt so alone. He saw the child in Tanzania who's unsure if his malaria-stricken mother will make it through the night. The young woman getting thinner because she can't imagine being loved any other way. The boy beaten up on the playground for being different. The woman caught in an abusive marriage. The old man watching his beautiful bride slip away. The lost eyes and swollen track marks of a kid who has lost his way. Jesus looks out and sees so many faces and in the midst of the crowd he sees yours and he sees mine and he stands witness that all creation is seen and known and loved and that the very fabric of creation holds within it the DNA for our salvation the fingerprints of God so why does Jesus show up what is he willing to die for the answer is them and us and me and you, and the totality of creation. Not because we're so deserving, because let's be honest, we jump on the bandwagon with the rest of them, shouting God's praises with one breath and crucifying the Son of God with the other. No, he shows up because we are his beloved. He shows up because God refuses to let us go. He shows up because we need him. You see, God does not respond to us from some faraway place. God comes. God incarnates. God steps out of majesty into mire to stand with us in awkward places at awful times to experience life and death. God answers our brokenness in ways so utterly unexpected that we have got to look again to see if it could possibly be true. Jesus shows up and stands witness. And if you were to block out the angels and imprison his followers, even the rocks, even the rocks would bear witness to the glory of God and the hope for salvation built into this world, available to all creation from the beginning of time through the very dirt out of which we are molded. God will not be denied. God's glory cannot be denied, not for long. It will make itself known because God cannot and will not be contained. God cannot and will not be destroyed. Even though we've tried our best to make God small, to parse out where God belongs and where God is at work, God has proven time and again, even in death, there is nowhere to flee from the presence of God. There is nowhere that God is not. And so we stand with the angels that heralded his, heralded his birth long ago. We stand with the disciples at the side of the road. We stand with the very stones. And we stand witness to what God is doing, what God continues to do in our world. What can we do but sing praises when Jesus shows up? Amen. Thank you for listening. You can find us online at adventnyc.org. Our services are 9 a.m. and 11 a.m. in English and 12.30 p.m. in Spanish at 93rd and Broadway.